Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. I'm Matt. And I'm Alex. And I'm Carrie. Welcome guys back to the Game Junkies podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Game Junkies. This is time for one of our speedrun reviews. And this week we are doing the F1 23 game. Um, the version on the Xbox Series S and X. Um, and it is the, um, the Fortress by Codemasters and EA Games. Um... This is obviously the latest in the long-running Formula 1 series, which Codemasters held until they were acquired by EA a few years ago. I'm going to go through a few of the modes it's got. Um, the basic race play, as it were, um, it's the same on all modes. Um, it's, the, it's one of the best simulation games out there. Um, it's miles ahead of its um, nearest rival, which would be... Uh, Gran Turismo on the PlayStation and um, Forza Motorsport on the Xbox, um, at least for the moment anyway. Um, well, it's fully licensed by the FIA and has Formula 1 and Formula 2 in the game. Um, a variety of uh, different drivers and F2 drivers who can be called up when you're playing in career mode as well and running your own team. Uh, I currently am on my third season in my team, which is great. Um, I might end up bouncing around a little bit. If not, I do apologise. Um, there is a there is obviously twenty three race tracks on the calendar, and three legacy tracks which aren't on this year's calendar, but are addable to the career mode after you've completed one year. Um, so you can sub three out and put those three in or you can mix and match a little bit you can't change the order of them in career mode which is a little bit of a disappointment I'll be honest and it's the only real fly in the ointment for me um, there are so the lazy tracks are the Paul Ricard circuit for France the Shanghai International Circuit for China and the Algarve International Circuit for Portugal you can sub those in and obviously they've got Bahrain Saudi Arabia and so on all of the tracks right up to the new one on the Las Vegas street circuit um, that's actually quite surreal driving down the strip at nearly 200 miles an hour and you've got all these lights flashing past you I can't wait to see the actual Grand Prix um, later this year that's going to be phenomenal to watch the Car models are obviously from this year. The sponsorships are all legit and everything like that. All the um, appropriate drivers. Um, well, that was actually accurate actually until recently when because uh, the Alpha Tauri driver Nick DeVries, who's in the game currently at time of release, um, has since been replaced by Red Bull's reserve driver Daniel Ricciardo, um, who wasn't included in the game ironically. <laughs> But he um, he will be patched in later, along with a patch for the Singapore Grand Prix track, which will remove uh, the tunnel chicane section, which is going to be an interesting change for sure for Singapore. Um, the gameplay itself, 
very solid. It's very solid. Um, it's very much pick up and play. That you've got um, various um, assists. So you've got your steer assist, your brake assist, you've got your racing line. You you are if you're brand new to racing games, you can pick this up and you can play straight away on depending on the level of the AI you pick, and you'll be able to do fairly well. Uh, the, the flashback mechanic um, and the reset the track mechanic both both in return for this game, and that's good because it means you can be very forgiving. You're not just cra make bug crash, your tire falls off, and you're out. The safety car mechanic and the virtual safety car mechanics both return. The uh, safety car obviously bunches the whole field up, but the VSC just deploys, and you go down much. You go down to like a 60% you basing speed like basically it's the way it's described best to me was imagine putting all your scale electric cars on one track that's what happens basically everyone stays the same distance from each other and then when it ends you just go again that's cool They've also introduced red flags, which is something which is a big deal in F1 because red flags usually mean lots of debris on track, um, return to pits, and then when the uh, red flag is period is over, cars return to the grid and the race will restart for a standing start, which is much more exciting than just starting behind a safety car every time like it used to be. Um, that's a really good feature. There was a bug for at launch where if you got a red flag. It would keep triggering red flags, and you literally would just have a problem. Um, they've since patched that out, so that's good. Um, most of most of the glitches, that, there were a few little glitches, have been patched, and that's really really good. Some downsides, unfortunately, um, they haven't really updated much on the career mode side of things from last year, which is a disappointment. Um, it's solid and it's still way better than the career mode you would get on like Gran Turismo etc but it's a little disappointing um, because they, they focus all their efforts on breaking point 2.0 which is story mode which is fine because it actually is really really good um, it's well worth playing if it goes on, goes on sale get the game play it it's enjoyable for sure um, Jamie Chadwick the uh, the multi-time W Series Women's Champion um, she actually is racing in America this year with a goal to one day bring an F1 driver herself um, she's unlockable with the game and she has also um, helped with story mode as well so worth checking out um, I would also be remiss if I didn't mention F1 World this is effectively um, F1's um, ultimate team. Um, there is one big difference between this and FIFA ultimate team, or Mad ultimate team, depending on which part of the world you're in. This one, you cannot use real world money to unlock stuff. It is not pay to win. And that is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, there is only one problem with it, and that is most of it you're playing single player mode offline. And if you are playing online, no one's playing it, and it's very disappointing. It's disappointing in a way, but 
at the same time, not surprising because it's not what nobody wanted this. They want to think about a career mode, not an, not this mode. There are bits of which are good. The scenario mode, which is very fun to play. Uh, I played a scenario where you're playing as Nick DeVries at a wet Qatar Grand Prix because you're going to podium, and I did, and it was great. They've got they unlock special liveries you can unlock by completing challenges and helmets and things like that. And it, it's all wonderful stuff. The podium pass is is expanded, so there's more things you can unlock. But probably most of it is for the F1 world stuff, so it's a little bit disappointing there as well. There's a lot to like about this game. There are some areas it's missed a mark. Um, I would definitely recommend anyone go out there and get it, or certainly try and get it. It's very much a game which could have been almost... A 10 out of 10 for me. But because the lack of improvements in general to career mode, um, I've, it's got to come down a bit. Um, it's going to be an 8 out of 10 for me. Um, the career mode is still solid and very enjoyable, but the fact that I had that they've made this big sort of F1 world and I have spent and I've put into this game maybe, maybe 100 hours since it came out. I've loved this game. I have played it non-stop at times um, for days on end. And the fact that I've maybe spent two hours max, maybe maybe three at a push in F1 World, that kind of says it all. Um, and I love this game. But F1 World, it was a misstep as far as I'm concerned, so hopefully it disappears for next year's game. So yeah, 8 out of 10, or 4 out of 5, as we would say on Game Junkies. Um, we'll be back uh, in two weeks' time, um, and we look forward to seeing you guys all then. Until then, stay safe guys, and uh, we're out of here. Boom! This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.